Welcome to Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. Today is my esteemed pleasure to have on leading brand photographer and author, Nick Berard. How are you today? Hey, Tara. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Thank you so much for coming on, man. Very good. Very good. I'm very blessed. You know, so, I mean, how you been holding up with all this stuff going on in the world? Well, it's a change, you know, man, but um, that's the uh, that's the spice of life, I guess. You got to roll with it. Right, exactly. Now, now, a guy that normally goes out there and uh, makes his living going and taking pictures everywhere, I mean, man, your, your list is incredible. I want to ask you, man, you know, having been a, a bit of a photographer buff when I was younger, um, how did you get into photography? Uh, you know, um, my dad was a photographer of sorts, and uh, he was in advertising and media and such, so um, he taught me the darkroom at, you know, 10 years old, taught me how to process film. Um, Hold on, just may, got may, going. May, may I stop you right there? Would you explain for our listening audience, because film and darkroom are two things that they're not real familiar with if they're under the age of 40. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you know, darkroom is the darkroom. It was a darkroom where you processed film and you uh, you made prints and all of that good stuff. And uh, what you got was what you got. It took a lot of time and it was a it was a labor of love, let's say. Um, we now work in a uh, space called Lightroom, which is an Adobe product. No, no sponsorship, but um, uh, it's you know I've been using that for years and years, and it just dawned on me the other day what Lightroom actually means as opposed to darkroom. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so you know I got my start early on that way, and um, uh, I kind of you know running through high school, they were they. Uh, uh, they put me in charge of the yearbook and all that kind of stuff. So I just kind of did it as a hobby. And um, uh, in my early 20s, I, um, uh, I lost my dad. Uh, my dad passed away. So I took all of his gear and just figured I would do something with it, that it was, you know, uh, uh, I had the tools. Right. It took me a few years. And then, um, uh, unfortunately, I lost my mother four years later. And, um, you know, kind of sitting there in, in a, in a, in a tailspin, like, what am I going to do? I've dropped out of college. My family's kind of gone. And, uh, um, so I just kind of plunged myself headlong into photography and, uh, just kind of made it work. I, I really kind of started with, with no experience other than just general, you know, general, uh, photography knowledge. What kind of pictures were you shooting back then besides the school yearbook and things like that? Uh, you know, I mean, I would go to car shows and just take pictures of cars and things like that. You know, cars have always been a thing of beauty to me. It's, I'm not a big car buff, but, <clears throat> but they certainly are, uh, aesthetically pleasing. And, and, um, you know, you've got a lot of contours, you got a lot, a lot of lines and things like that. So to me, it's always, always been, um, kind of about the art of things. And, um, so, you know, whatever, I was taking pictures of the dog and the cat and whatever I could do. It was just something that was, uh, my interest had been picked at an early age and I didn't really know what I was going to ever do with it. Curiously enough, though, uh, about a year before my mom passed away, she had, um, she had business cards made for me that said Nick Berard, photographer slash artist. And, you know, at, uh, I think that at, at 22 years old, I was humiliated. I'm like, ah, oh, geez, what is this? <laughs> you know, 
And I, frankly, I think I tossed him in the garbage, just kind of like, oh boy. Uh And, um, you know, right. But, but, um, she saw something in me. So, uh, like I say, when I, when she passed away, I just kind of, I, I had a a three month, uh, three week old daughter at the time. So I really had a, I really had a fork in the road, you know, um, and I chose to just uh, to use the tools I had and some business acumen that I had learned from my mother. And um, and I remember she said, you know, photographer, artist, maybe that could be something I could do. And here I am almost 30 years later, 28 years later, and uh, and still excited every day I get to pick up the camera. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a very relaxing thing. I, I haven't done it much in years, but, you know, let me ask you a question. What was your very first camera? My very first camera was a, oh, let's see, it's a Yashica, an old Screwmont Yashica that my dad gave me that he brought back from Japan. He was in the Air Force in, uh, uh, during, uh, during the Korean War. So, and I still have it on my desk uh, today. Nice, nice. I can't remember the model Yashica I owned, you know. I, I, I can tell you I'll make you laugh quick. I had a 126 with a cube, went to the 110. With a flip flash, went to the uh, 110 with the uh, a Vivitar 110 with a flip flash and, and the changing lenses to uh, a Pentex uh, K1000. Yeah, to, there you to, go. To an ME Super. I don't remember if it was a Nikon F1 or an F3 because I had both of them. And they were more sensitive than the, uh, the ME Super. So I used yeah. the ME Super more because of the fact that it was more durable than uh you know than than the Nikons. I love Nikons, but they're 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 more durable. The Pentex Emmy Super I could just about throw it across the street, you know. Yeah, those things were tanks, <laughs> man. And, and you know the K one thousand is still one of those like you know, anybody who got started in photography uh picked up a K one thousand and they're still out there. People are still picking them up. Yeah the Yashika I think it was what what well, I forget what the number range but what was the number range in those? Uh number number range, I'm not sure. What, what like, are you referring like, to? Like like Emmy Super, the K one thousand. Oh, you know what? I'm sitting here with it. It's a it's a Yashica JP. That's all I know. JP. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a uh, you know Japan maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. That's they, where it came from. They were so. a nice little camera. I mean, they were. Yeah. You know, Yashica and Minolta used to have a big thing going on back in the day. Yeah, well, Minolta. Funny, funny you mentioned that. Um, after I shot for a couple of years with, you know, through high school with that Yashica, my mom bought me a uh, Minolta Nine uh, XI, which was, Ooh. you know, I, I believe it was a Nine XI. Man, that's so many years ago. Um, but it was, you know, to me that was like that was some big time stuff. Um, right. So I, I remember, I remember in the photography world then is that the skylight filters had just become hot. And it saved like my 135 and my zoom lens from hitting the ground that I had the filter on it that it cracked the filter, not the lens. <laughs> and I was like, thank yeah. you, God, because I couldn't afford another one at the time. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, hey, a cracked filter, and all of a sudden you've got a whole new filter. <laughs> yeah, the these, days, filter these days you pay for that. Yeah, cracked filter was a couple bucks. A cracked lens was, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Do, do you enjoy the idea now that I mean, and I ask this to photographers, and it's funny because I like you, like yourself, I've been fortunate enough to have on three or four great photographers in recent time. And I'm so glad, like I said, you're on the show. But I love to ask this question 
How do you look at editing now compared to when you used to spend hours in the, in the studio? <laughs> oh, man, you know what? I, 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 I'm not ever looking back. Um, one of my assistants, <laughs> one of my dear assistants, Brett, he's, uh, you know, he's a he's a film guy. He loves film and he's so excited about it. And, and frankly, you know, for me, I've, I've been through it. I've done it. I had a big dark room and um, and I never want to go back to Huff and Dectal again. <laughs> You're the second person. In, in, in the last month that said exactly that on the air and, and I sit there and I watch somebody edit something in five seconds, you know, and I'm, you know, three minutes, they can do everything they wanted to do. And I said, God, man, you remember going in the studio? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, you know what? And really what that is, is that's the division between art and commerce on this. You know, I've, um, I, I, uh, I, I try and make my photography, my photography as artful as possible. Um, and frankly, most of my studies are in art. Uh, so I always have that lean to it, but when it comes down to it, you know, it's, uh, it's how I, um, it's how I feed my family. It's how I, I'm, uh, live my life. So, uh, when digital came around, I was really going to be the last film holdout until I got a hold of it. And, uh, until it started to mimic, uh, and look like what I was doing with film. And then I, then it was no turning back. Uh, yeah, I, it was I, just, yeah, I think that the idea that the, you know, the, the, the lab part doesn't intrigue me at all. Like you said, to go back to that part. Now the cam camera version moving into it, it took a while for them to get there, you know, uh, having a one megapixel or two, three megapixel, yeah. you know, on, on a camera and you think, good God, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've come a long way. And, uh, over, over mother's day this year, uh, uh we, we did a little getaway with some, some, some neighbors that we are, uh, quarantine partners with. Okay. And I took my Hasselblad. I haven't shot my Hasselblad in, in probably 18 years. Ooh, I and, uh, it forever. Yeah, so I ran about four rolls through the Hasselblad, and I tell you what, when I got the next, I, I, I had the film processed and, and just uh, little scans made, and, you know, still looking looking at those images, the digital hasn't touched it, and I don't think it ever will. I mean, there's an inherent beauty and a uh, difference to that. It's kind of like apples and oranges, really, but, uh, but man, it still holds up, and it's, it's still a whole lot of fun to shoot with. Yeah, I, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you're feeling this. Look, I, I, I dig the idea of having a phone. I make comments all the time, you know, haven't been around, you know, movies and TV for 40-something years, you know. Um, you look at the idea of, of, you know, shooting a movie in the last 10 years. If, if Before that, our, our phones are, are better than anything that anything you've ever grown up on watching to film. Yeah. To film. I mean, there's nothing close to it. If, if it was 10 years or less, there's nothing close to what our films, our phones can shoot. But at the same sure. time, I'm go ahead, go ahead, please pop in there. Oh, no, no. I was just agreeing with you. Yeah. I just, but I think at the same time, and I love using my phone with high definition, everything to go and quick take a great picture or whatever else. But I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make something out of this. And you're, you're a real photographer. So you'll dig this is, but you can't pick, take a picture of the moon for nothing. It ain't worth the, <laughs> it. Ain't worth the shit if you did part of my language. It ain't worth the shit if you are taking it with the moon. Now you take a really good camera or even a reasonable camera and take a picture of the moon. You could take gorgeous pictures all night long with a, yeah. with, a with a camera. But I mean, I just th I just think that you know you know that there's a place for your phone and there's a place yeah. for a real camera. Well, you know, and that really goes back to um, uh, you know with a with a with a camera per se, you have control. You know, I, I, I don't think that I've ever read 
any of my camera manuals and um <laughs> frankly i don't shoot them on anything but manual um my um when i got started professionally i was shooting hasselblad um god so, so i shot i shot for oh man what 10 years 10 11 years just strictly with hasselblad um which are you know completely manual uh, you have to do all of the work you know, you have to do some math in there and all of that good stuff <laughs> so um you know and that's 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 the thing you know uh, a question i get a lot of times is you know hey is the iphone destroyed photography and i say no you know i yeah. mean if anything it's given us a uh, given us a broader appreciation for it um and it gives everybody the opportunity to be able to enjoy photography if you will you know or to come up with something that they can that they can you know uh, be happy with um but when when push comes to shove you know like you say you can't shoot a moon with an iphone um uh, so there still is room for for us guys who know <laughs> our way around the thing on a the, the camera on a manual basis. And, and I, um, but part of the deal it is though is you know you were talking about shooting, and I, you know, I'm glad you brought it up earlier. You know you're shooting cars, which is a great thing to shoot for uh, skill. I think mm -hmm. uh, um, because of all the contours and edges and the, and the different colors and the tones and and everything coming off it in every area. But I mean, in animals and everything else. But you know, you were honing your craft then. You were honing, you were you were making your art then, and I feel a lot of people also forget the fact that look, you can go out, you can be a you know a, a God given blessed photographer that has some skill and everything else. But you know, you learn those other things over time. You learned when you screwed up your aperture. I've done it. Yeah. I've done it a bunch. <laughs> um, you yeah. Know, beforehand and and everything else. So I I think in that time, and it shows with your pictures on your website. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you know, it's um, uh, one of the things somebody told me early on uh, when I was getting started. It was my father-in-law, who was a photographer as well. And uh, uh, long story short, I took over. He had a little portrait studio in a small town in Wisconsin, and I took that over after after my mother passed. It was kind of like, well, okay. And he really just threw me in, gave me the keys, and and walked away. Um, but he did, you know, the one thing he told me was like, you know, when you're editing your photos, enjoy the good ones, but study the bad ones, study the mistakes, and uh, and that stuck with me, you know, uh, just because that's how you learn. You know, why didn't that work? Why is you know, why do I have only 20% of this roll of film that's any good? You know, we got to get that numbers, we have to get those numbers up. So that's, that's, and that's what I, I, I uh, impart onto the uh, students that I work with a lot of times if I'm, if I'm doing a presentation, it's like, number one, look through, look at all four corners of your viewfinder when you're shooting and study your mistakes. And I, and I think, I think that almost every time, and you know, please correct me if I'm wrong, I think almost every time there, you'll never go through, I'll say a full roll because I'm old. Um, you'll never go through an, a full roll or a full shooting and not say, how the hell did one of those couple of those fit in there? That's, uh, that's God awful next, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you still do that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you can see the cutting room floor, it's littered, <laughs> but, uh, but part of the art of, of photography, especially now, since, you know, we're able to just open this, open the shutter up and shoot, you know, 14 frames a second or whatever this ridiculous numbers are Yeah, right. is, is that, um, you know, you can really take, take a shotgun approach to things. And especially when I'm shooting, you know, automotive or something, you know, quick moving, you know, I have no shame in, in, uh, you know, composing and open it and just, and, doing a little bit of spray and pray because you're, you know, you, you, you things are moving fast. Um, you're, you're relying on your, um, lightning fast autofocus and you're also your eye and your intuition. But, um, 
when you need to deliver, that's some of the ways that you have to do it. You know, just right. go for broke. What do you shoot with now? Um, I well, I, I'm still a Nikon guy. I, I shoot with a D4 S uh, primarily. I just moved into the mirrorless. I got the Z6 uh, just for, to meet the demands of uh, growing demands of uh, video that are coming up through clients. Ah, um, okay. And you know what? I was I was really excited to start with it, and I got. Uh, uh, I, I got a lot of a lot of work under my belt with the Z6, but I realized right away that it is not replacing the DSLR, the the uh, the mirrorless, and, and primarily, um, uh, I took a I took both of the cameras on a on an automotive shoot, and about five minutes into that, you know, shooting out of the back of a minivan, um, I ditched the Z the Z camera and went right back to the to the uh, D4, the big the big anchor um do you think it's just habit? for the speed of it do you, think do you think it's habit or comfortableness or there's a little bit of both i mean i've always liked the big heavy ones um right you know just just because i can feel it and i feel like it's an ex, you know it's an extension if it's too late listen you're using a, a 70 to 200 2.8 lenses and you start putting that onto a little body it's like putting a, a you know a a big block Chevy into a Volkswagen. Right, it's just, right. you know, it's off balance. So I do like the balance of the big ones, but also, you know, just the, uh, the, the quick burst rates and the autofocus on the, uh, on the big Nikon D D4, D5, D6, uh, models are, are still, still top of the line. Is, is that a, you said a two, eight lens? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Now it's funny. I was looking at, I was looking at your pictures and, you know, know a bunch of those people in there, Jeff and some of the owners and some of the other guys. Know some of those guys. They've all been on the show. Yeah. <laughs> much much love to all of them. Um, and But, you know, I'll tell you what, personality is something I, you know, I always sit there and say uh, that, you know, shooting people, I, I, I started shooting sports, you know, and mm -hmm. before I became an athlete. And that was a thing. And it was, it, it's a skill by itself. But the idea is, you, I see, I'm looking at the personality that you bring out. And some of the people, and some of these people I know, so I know how their personality is. And, yeah. and the idea of seeing people's personality, it's like the difference of, you know, I see many different headshots over the years doing this and and and, and different pictures and stuff for casting or whatever it happens to be, as, as you have. And I think I think sometimes you see a big difference in personality because the, the photographer has to be able to, feel and, and, and portray that and transfer that personality into their work, you know, to show and magnify the person that they're shooting. Because you can have somebody who has all the charisma and personality in the world and it can just go by as up. That's 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 an eight by ten thanks next. Yeah. Yeah. Well and there's a lot of that about too. Um you know, everybody's a photographer these days. That's exactly uh, my point. <laughs> yeah. You know, and there and you know you can you can it doesn't take much to make a, a, a properly exposed uh, in focus photograph. I don't know uh, if you don't have the money or, 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 you know, times are tight or I well understand you improvising and, and adapting and overcoming all those great things as Clint Eastwood says, but you know, I understand all that, but we're talking about, you know, regularly you go in and you're dropping some good coin down, some good cash down for some pictures. There's a big difference and everybody's really not as good of a photographer as they advertise. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, you know, there's, there's, as with any, you know, listen, there's a doctor out there that got a C, right? <laughs> I so, did not. Uh, I did not. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're they're out there. 
they're out there and there's you know um and that's not to that's not to put any any photographer down but there's varying degrees you know there's some some that are in it just strictly for the commerce of things that will put you know that they'll have their light in the same spot always and just you know xerox copy everybody who comes in um my approach has always been to you know uh whoever i'm photographing it's their time it's time for them to you know whatever i mean if, if they want to talk if they want to you know tell me their life story whatever um i try and root out who they are and i usually do that number one by as we're when they come in for a session or for a meeting on location or something or other um my way of of getting to know them without even them knowing is i'm not always 100 percent set up when they come in um i prefer to keep myself a little bit busy doing the final preparations, getting things set up, testing lights, whatever. And it also gives me a chance to, to let them sort of come in, sit down, relax, um, you know, talk about whatever they want to talk about. But they also, people will also uh, present themselves in a natural way until you pick up the camera and say, let's begin, right? So along that along that process, I'm watching how they, you know, present themselves. You know, you've got your, your guy who's always standing there with his arms folded, whatever the case is. Right. Uh, you know, so, and, and at some point I usually say, all right, look, you know, I found you, um, that's, we're, we're going to, we're going to start where you are right now. So just kind of, you know, keep kicked back in the chair, whatever you're doing, and let's build it from there. Um, and it, it, it's a it's a way to um, to portray people. I mean, listen, it's a portrait. That's the, the breakdown is you're portraying somebody's personality, their their likeness, and all that. So I usually, if, if I don't get that out of something, I'm usually not happy. Uh, right now, now, now you go and I mean, you have some outstanding pictures in regards to the fact photographs in regards to the fact of. Uh, you know, individuals and that kind of thing from famous people and down to every everyday people. But you also are very, very, and of course, my my computer just decided to restart. So I'll often wing this anyway. So, but you are a branding guy. And, and I, I wanted to name some of the brands because the fact I was going over it. But, uh, you know, now today the computers are allowed to restart whenever the hell they want. So sorry about that. So I'll, 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 I can swing for the fences on this anyway. So you have some outstanding top brands you've done, and I and I was looking at the different angles and things that you were utilizing in some of the brands, and you know, like one of the companies, and forgive me, uh, uh, the bike rack company. Yes, Saris. Okay, yes, Saris Cycling. So, so I mean, you know, some great. I was just, I was like, ah, it's a bike rack. Like, I want to see, I want to see what you know, what you did with it to make it, you know, make it happen, make it pop a bit. And I like the angles and stuff that you used in 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 a particular picture, um, because it felt like I was out there with it. That's right, and that's that's really um, the way that I prefer to work. Is you know with with brands, it's um, uh, I typically refer to as as advertorial. I don't even know if that's a real term or not, but that's the term I use. Because I've heard it's, it um, before, so it sounds good to me. So it's made it <laughs> right on. We're 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 doing it. That's a nickism. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Um, but you know, and that's um, listen. If you these days people are 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 not buying. Um, you know, they they want something that is that's relatable. That's um, aspirational. That's attainable. Uh, something that they feel like they that they can um, you know uh, relate to. So uh, the only way to do it, especially with a bike rack company, is like let's put the let's put the bike racks on the car. Let's go hit the mountains. Let's go hit the trails. Let's do whatever. Um, and same with same with the clothing brands that I work with. Um, 
one of the first uh, Duluth Trading Companies was a, a brand that I worked with for eight years, and uh, they called me at the at, at the start of the women's line that they were that they were coming up with and they said look you know the, our catalog for men is all illustration women's focus groups have said that they're not going to buy from cartoons um, so uh, you know uh working with with a uh art or a creative director that i worked with previously at land's end he called and said look let's just have you come out and put your stamp on it and let's see what we can do the first shoot we did was with um models from new york that we were out on a farm. They had no idea which way to, to hold a rake, you know, which end is up. Um, it didn't work out. So I said, okay, we've got, I have a friend who's got a CSA or a, an organic farm about 20 miles outside of town. Let's put some clothes on her and let her do her thing. Let's, you know, uh, let's, let's let the professionals who know what they're doing use the products and I'll just photograph the way that I photograph. Wow. And that has turned into that. I ran that for eight years and that's turned into a, uh, into a, uh, international brand that, uh, you can see today is still, it still has my, <laughs> the signature of what I began with. So I take that as a, um, as a great badge of honor, uh, to be, to be invited into, to help create that. Um, but that's, you know, and that's, that really carries across all the brands that I work with. So, I mean, people will, I don't see it so much, but everybody that I talk to is like, you know, Hey, I saw that and I knew right away that it was your, your work. So. Yeah, and, and that's, it's, it's, it's funny. You know, I got a good buddy of mine. He shoots, he, he does all the, all the NASA logo stuff, you know, and all the stuff mm -hmm. that goes to the moon and Mars and stuff. And I asked him this and I want to ask you this because, you know, when, when you all of a sudden you go through a magazine or you're sitting at the, you're sitting on the train or you're wherever you're going or you're on a plane and you look up and some lady's got a magazine open, you know, and I, I'm always going to say, I open up the rag, you know, open up the magazine and you're looking over and, oh, that's your picture of Scotch or that's your Duluth deal or mm -hmm. that's your bike rack. Is that not cool when, you know, how does it feel when you sit there and you know that it's a, it's a worldwide magazine, you know, and, and they're sitting there looking at it and, uh, you know, your picture pops. I still get it's to me. It's still as thrilling as the first time it's ever that I was ever published, um, and that goes back to like me saying that I'm 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 still as excited every day that I get to pick up the camera. Every time I see something published, it's still as fresh as it was at the beginning. And you know, and frankly, I think after after so long, if I haven't lost that yet, I, I hopefully I don't. Because uh, once you do, then I think it's over. Once you you know. Uh, I could sell insurance and probably make a better living, but yeah, yeah. But if if you lose, yeah, I, I agree. I used to say that in sports, man. The day that I don't get butterflies, the day I need to go to the house. You know, yeah. I mean, and but but I I think it's so cool because not many people can say, you know, look, I can sit there and say, okay, look, I had some pictures in some magazines back in the day from events, but not many mm -hmm. people not many people can say. Hey, look, man. You know what? I'm sitting on the train. I'm at I'm at the office. I'm at the doctor's office. I'm wherever. Or you walk into Walmart or a magazine store, and yep. they used to have those back then. Um, <laughs> you walk you walk in where you used to go out and visit people, and uh, you know, and you see your magazine or it's opened up, and or you know, and a lady at the grocery line sitting there, you know, just open up with that stuff. I think that's not many people can say that. Hey, man, look, that's that's my Duluth deal. That's my bike deal, or whatever it happens, it is that it's right there and you know in any magazine it could be in yeah no man it's it's like i say it's it's always a thrill it still is a thrill and to, you know speaking to what you're saying about butterflies every time you go out there i you know it, every shoot that i do even if the one i did the other day just a headshot for somebody i'm still nervous 
you know, it's, it's, I, I still, it's that unknown, you know, I mean, I could, I could have the whole thing set up so that I just, they come in and they sit down and I pop a shot off, but, you know, I start, I start from scratch every shoot that I do. Um, I really just kind of walk around, do a 360 around everything just to find it and, um, and start from there. And that's, you know, I think that's the thrill of it. It's kind of the thrill of the hunt. And musicians will say that all the time that they're, you know, after 25 years out on stage, they still walk out and go, ah, geez, <laughs> is this it? Is this the day they're going to find out that I'm a, you know, that I, that I don't know everything, but, uh, <laughs> right. yeah, so, but that's the spice of it. You know, it's really is, uh, and I, and I thrive on it. Uh, and that's the fuel that gets me going. And I'm looking at your car pictures. By the way, your your yellow Porsche 914. I learned how to drive on that in a Volkswagen, so that was bad. Uh, <laughs> oh, right on, yeah, for yeah, sure. So I mean, you know, I, now I couldn't fit in it, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, cars have been something that I picked up in the last uh, in the last five years. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough to work with with uh, Peter Egan, who is a legend in the uh, automotive writing uh, world through road and track and such. And then it just kind of snowballed. He sent me into a lot of great directions. And uh, the last few years I've been working with Porsche and the Porsche owners group and and doing a lot of the, uh, a lot of the work with them. So it's just a thrill, man. It's a who. It is really cool. I mean, you know, that, that 914 was not made for tall guys. <laughs> no, no. And the guy who owns that is a tall guy. He's about 6'2", so, you know, he has to he has to wedge himself in there. Yeah, I have, But, I, you know, this is this is coming back full circle to where to where I started, you know. Uh, just my, my interest was in, in just cars when I got, when I was just kicking around with a, with a camera. And uh, I, I, I couldn't be happier, you know, being... Uh, being busy in the automotive industry and, and uh, shooting for, you know, for a living now. Right. And that's what I was going to ask you because the fact that, you know, I mean, like that, like that picture, that's, up, is that up on top of a building on, on the roof? Uh, the 914? No, that's just, uh, that's just a, a parking lot right down in Milwaukee. Just, uh, you know, drive by and, ooh, this would look good. Very cool. Uh, and so you got a book coming out? Um, no, I don't have a book coming out. I mean, I have, I have a uh, book in progress, um, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a gear or two away. It's a, actually I'm working on an automotive book and, um, which is, which, you know, little preview will not be a, a technical book about automotive, uh, <laughs> about cars. Uh, you know, as, as I tell these, you know, whenever I'm working with, with, um, I, I get in with a bunch of Porsche owners or, or the, the groups or whatever. They're talking in circles around me. And I frankly just, you know, I don't know. I'm here for the aesthetics and the beauty. You know, these things are set up for, for two things. They're, they're set up for performance, but they're also built for, for beauty. Uh, and that's what I focus on. Uh, I'm not going to try and <laughs> try and uh, learn a whole new, whole new world out there. I still have enough to do in the photo world. Yeah, I, I, I learned how to drive in that car. I have no idea how big the motor is. <laughs> yeah, those little 1600s or 1500s, you know. I mean, I do know enough of that. I started driving uh, Volkswagens myself is when I began. So I, I, coming around to the Porsche world is 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 bittersweet just because I've, you know, I, was, I, I realized early on that I would probably never own a Porsche uh, financially. But, uh, but now I get to ride around and play with them and, and direct them and all of that good stuff. So it's a... It's a cheap thrill, if you will. What what is t- tell me like you know one or two your or, or three of of your like favorite shoots like something you just said oh man this is just 
this is the reason I, I, you know, something that, you know, you came to you and you said, this is like one of those days that I loved photography, what I, what I did this for. Um, you know, almost any of the, uh, almost any of the automobiles, automotive stuff that I get to do, uh, just because, you know, it's outside of the box, you get, you get to ride around in these supercars and shoot them. And it's the whole process is a thrill. Just, uh, I've got a crew, I've got a driver, I've got a van, I'm hanging out, you know, an inch above the, uh, asphalt you know photographing uh at great speed <laughs> which um you know we might have to blurt that out to, for, for my wife's sake but um um so great you know, speed any, meant anything. 35 miles an hour sweetheart <laughs> 35 miles an hour you, you can really do a lot with shutter speed to, to, to make it seem a lot faster <laughs> um but uh, you know, so really, anything anything with the with the automobiles is great. I have had um, you know with uh, with Duluth Trading Company, we traveled around the country quite a bit, finding people to work with. But uh, one of the great thrills was a shoot up in Alaska um, in winter. You know, most people go to Alaska in in, in the uh, tourist season. We choose to go up there when it's you know when it's looking rough and it's it's. It's it's real Alaska, uh, but working with the um, working with dog sled teams, you know. So I, you know, that's the that's the thrill of this is I get to go out. It's like a field trip. I get to go out and do what I love, photographing, uh, finding all of these things, but also go up, you know, get on a dog sled and shoot from that perspective. And you know, I mean, it's a thrill. So you know, man, there's a whole. I guess I, I guess one of the oddest ones was I was photographing a uh, crane in Milwaukee. They were lifting a four four sided clock up onto the um, uh, city hall building after a renovation. So I got I, I scrambled up to the very top of this this building, and I'm sitting waiting for an hour in, in winter again, of course. Um, freezing my ass off, <laughs> dangling dangling my legs off of the edge of a platform, you know, really just sitting out there wide open. Uh, you know, it's a little bit thrilling, it's a little bit scary. And you but, can't uh, shoot but, gloves. Yeah, you know, and, and ill-prepared, as I usually am. I, I run hot, so I'm, I never have gloves or a hat. Right. But, you know, I mean, for things like that, that's a, a situation like that. Of course, they, the crane, you know, this big articulated crane came up, brought these clocks, all that. I, I photographed that. But in the time in between me climbing up there and, and being scared shitless and, <laughs> and, and when I was time to shoot, it was, you know, it's a great time to sit and reflect about, like, how in the heck did I get up here? How is, how is it that, you know, all the things I've done in my life have brought me to this point where I'm just sitting here at the edge of a, you know, the edge of a building hanging over, um, and we're you know, look, looking over my hometown. How am I getting down? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. How am I getting down? But, um, you know, man, I, I should have been more prepared for, for some of that, but, you know, it's... Uh, every day is, every day is a new challenge for me. Um, I usually don't like to do things twice. I will, but, um, you know, and that's uh, working with catalogs and things like that. It's, you know, I'm always trying to further the bar a little bit to raise the bar and to, um, and to, you know, keep things moving forward as opposed to, you know, keep doing something over and over again. Now, that being said, if, you know, if you hit a formula and somebody wants you to keep doing that over and over Sure. Well, yeah, but, and, um, and that's that, that's on their deal. But yeah, but I want to I want to say something here. I mean, you know, and I've been very light on this and everything else. I mean, but you've shot well for many, 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 many great brands and and everything else all over the world. And and this is really cool. I mean, you know, I and I and I really do like your style. 
of some of these things I've seen that you've shot, you know, uh, I mean, you've done everything from, you know, Haggerty to Hampton to Buick to the Boys and Girls Club to Bicycling Magazine to Guitar World to, you know, I mean, all over everything. And, and you know, and so it's really Porsche. I mean, all of these things that are, that are you know, you're legit. Plus, you also do, you know, people. So where can everybody get a hold of you at, whether it be a big corporate deal for like Hertz or something or, or somebody that, you know, wants to hire you for some event or whatever else, where can they get a hold of you at? I'm, uh, I'm at nickberard.com. All my information is on my website. And I'm also represented by, uh, Rob Bacall, Robert Bacall represents in, uh, New Jersey. Uh, he handles my bigger, uh, my bigger gigs. Uh, some of them with Buick and, and, you know, the larger production stuff. So yeah, and, and a big huge thank you to Barry Rogers at Wayne PR for introducing us. Because man, I hope you come back on again, man. Because oh, this for is sure. fascinating, and I and I love this, and you know, and been on all sides of the camera in some way or another. I I've, I've enjoyed this so much, and just you you do a lot of different styles, which fascinated the hell out of me. Looking at from cars to looking at you know a piece of office furniture to whatever. It, yeah, it, it's a very different to, to shooting a person to shooting a car. I mean, those, those are all different aspects of things. The crane thing, I would have loved to have just been a fly on the wall for that. <laughs> I would love to. Yeah. Have, in the window, looking yeah. out. You know, right. I, well, you know what? I will say, um, you know, if, if, if I'll keep it short, but, you know, talking about uh, I'm photographing people to cars, to, to chairs, to whatever, I really do. Um, I really do approach them all exactly the same. Um, I put a personality to everything. If it's a pencil, uh, if it's a car, if it's a person, you know, um, as I said, I kind of do a 360 around everything to find there's, there's a sweet spot in everything. Um, and it's my job to, to find it, root it out and, and exploit it. Right. And, and I, and I think, you know, I think your, you know, your dad for having the equipment and photography and everything else is, and your mom for having the foresight that, you know, she knew more than you did photographer, yeah. photographer and artist, you know, yeah. huge props to your mom. She knew it before you did. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. I keep them with me all the time. They, they're my motivation for all of this as, as are my children and my family. So it's, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a great way to roll. I'm, I'm going to ask you quick question, two quick questions on that before I let you go, if you don't mind. One, yeah. one, since you have a family, um, do you shoot your own family, or, or, or if you want a family picture, do you go out to somebody else, or what do you do? We just had somebody come over and do um, do a family, do do some family pictures of us, just sort of that you know front porch uh, uh, pandemic sort of thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and it's, look back I'm at that. With, so that was back on the day in the pandemic. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. But, um, so, you know, it, it, I, I have no problem with that. It, listen, I've got, I have more pictures of my kids, um, than anybody could ever possibly want. And I, I think I only have like one of them up on the wall. So, um, they're great subjects. They're super, super fun to shoot. And, you know, frankly, I use them a lot of times, um, uh, just kind of photographing around the house or, or whatever we're doing to me, that's just, that's calisthenics for what I'm going to do tomorrow on a paid gig. Right. I like, um, that. I like that, you know, so yeah. they're, they're willing participants and, um, uh, and, and they're, they're, they're gracious and all of that. And, and so, so speaking of this God awful pandemic, 
Um, what is what has been your guilty pleasure, man? Like you and the missus doing something, you and the family. What are you watching on TV, or what's your deal? I ask everybody who's been on the show. What's what, what's been your guilty pleasure, man? Well, you know what we haven't. Both my wife and I, we work from home. We have two two studios on our property, so um, we have you know being home and centered around the the compound, if you will, is, is nothing really new for us. So not a whole lot has changed that way. Um, with having, I have two grown daughters and I have a, a five-year-old and a one-year-old son. So with those guys, the, the biggest thing is that we've been able to spend all of our time with them. Um, and then of course, you know, I wish we had time to sit down and watch Netflix or anything, but by the time they go to bed at night, by the time they're in bed at nine o'clock at night, you know, we both go to our offices and try and crank out a few hours of work right. and do it all, do it all over again. So, um, it's kind of same as it ever was, but, um, the true, the true reward or the bright side of all of that is that we're able to, you know, we've spent so much time with our kids and we're still not sick of them. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, maybe there'll become a day. Right. Right. Or, or don't, don't take a poll with them and mom and dad. And yeah, no, (laughs) ask ask them, they might be sick of me, but uh, right. Right. Well, I I dig you being honest. I like that, man. You know, I mean, you know, cherish those moments. I raised yeah. five. I raised five, man, and they're all my baby's yeah. twenty. My baby's twenty eight, going to be twenty nine. So uh, you know, um, Dang. you know. But yes, I get grandchildren in just a little bit right after this interview. So ah, um, right know, on. I got two of them coming to the house. But no, so man, look, thank you so much. And please tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Um, uh, Instagram, Nick Berard Photo. That's the that's pretty much the the king of my Instagram or uh, uh, social media. Um, I'm on Facebook under my name, Nick Berard and LinkedIn and all of that good stuff. But I just kind of spend my time on, on Instagram. I feel it's a great platform, especially right now to kind of stay in front of people. And, um, you know, so uh, when things do lighten up, maybe we can we can get back to work. Absolutely. You know, and of course, if anybody wants to contact him professionally, Nick dot com. Uh, mm-hmm. premier photographer, uh, brand photographer. I mean, uh, or us, man, right there. I mean, it's one stop shopping right there with, with you, as I noticed, but, um, thank <laughs> you so much. No, I, I mean that. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I've been fortunate that I've had, you know, several photographers and uh, top photographers in, in their fields on today. And, and I just added you to the bunch. It's been drummers and photographers and singers have been lining right up there, you know, on it. So <laughs> You you fit right in as you know. I mean, I'm I'm just getting world class photographers here out at uh, the bazoo, and I didn't, I didn't think there was that many of them left. <laughs> yeah, no, we're out there. We're out there. We're just staying busy. Look, please staying come busy. back on again, man. I'd really appreciate it. You know, it's been I've had a blast having you on. You bring back a lot of memories and and and, and explain to some people also just how you know. I like the way you adapted your idea of saying, look, you know, you're not against digital, or all of a sudden, you know, it is. There's just places where you can also show people where you have a little bit, you have a lot more control sometimes going old school. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, listen, Char, man, it's been a, been a huge pleasure. I'd come back on anytime. It's you have a wonderful day, ladies and gentlemen, Nick Berard, photographer extraordinaire, the life box media channel radio podcast. You have a wonderful day, buddy. Thank you. Take care and be safe. All right. You too, brother. Bye. Bye.